the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. And uh, it is time now on News Talk to take a look at uh, this week's film and TV offerings. And in truth, it is slim pickings. But we have incredibly resourceful uh, reviewers and contributors here. We're joined by John Kelher, producer and former director of film classification and by broadcaster Serena Bellissimo. Thank you both for joining us and thank you for uh, for scraping every barrel you could find to try and come up with something for us. <laughs> John, I'm, uh, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you are starting off with a very offbeat uh, Netflix film. I've come across it, I've never seen it and I've never seen or heard anybody recommending it. It's, it's a movie called Okja, so explain please. Yeah, it's an easy one to recommend, actually. I, I, I enjoyed it enormously, and uh, it is on Netflix. Uh, it's directed, of course, by Bong Joon-ho, who uh, directed uh, Parasite, which won three Oscars uh, two years ago, um, it, which was included Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. You can hardly do better than that. It's, it's, it's hard to know. It's part action comedy thriller, part political satire, about corporate America, maybe, and part environmental manifesto. The story is very simple. I'll tell you very quickly. It, it, a young orphan girl living in the mountains of South Korea has this best pal, Okja, who's a truly massive, giant super pig. And for all kinds of devious reasons, a powerful multinational conglomerate led by a ruthless CEO, played by Tilda Swinton, kidnaps Okja and takes the super pig to New York. So there's a rescue mission to bring the pig home. And the young girl crosses paths with environmentalists, with capitalists, with animal live front activists. And they're all battling to try and control the fate of the super pig. And it's it's very, very, it, for the most part, it works very well. It's likable, it's entertaining, it's exuberant. I would describe it as uh, gonzo, filmmaking with great energy. Indeed. Now, is this uh, subtitled or, or in English? Uh, it's in English. All right, OK. I think there might be some subtitles. I'm trying to recall. It's a few months since I last saw it. But it's but set I in mean, South Korea, isn't it? it, it well, it's set, it's, it's set all over the place because it moves from South Korea to New York. OK. But it, I mean, you've got a, um, you know, a, 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 an English-speaking cast, Jake Gyllenhaal, Shirley Henderson, Paul Dano or Dano. And of course, Tilda Swinton. That's a pretty. Um, that's a pretty uh, um, good lineup of heavy hitters, isn't it? It's a very good lineup. You've also got the the supreme baddie from Breaking Bad. You know Giancarlo Esposito. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there, and and obviously at this stage, uh, uh, um, Boon Jong Ho has proved himself to be um, a very very fine filmmaker. He was was he also oh, yeah. responsible for Snowpiercer. Yes, he was. And uh, also for the host. And his movies have a deliciously subversive quality. And they're never all exactly what they seem on the surface. And they can change course halfway through uh, okay. as Parasite. Well, uh, so I, I strongly recommend this. Grant, that's one. Well, no, that's definitely top of my list for the weekend because I was looking for something new. Serena, um, talk to me about the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Uh, it's been recommissioned, I think, for... Is it two seasons? I know they had one. It went well. They've commissioned for season two. And I read talk somewhere about a season three. So this has got off to a really good start. It really has. Last year, it was the number three most viewed um, and most binge series of Netflix. The first one being Stranger Things, followed by The Witcher. So people have really taken to this show. If you know nothing about it, um, it's about superheroes of a different type. They were 
seven kids who were all born on the seven on the same day all over the world with different um, superpowers. Uh, a guy, um, a mad scientist, let's call him for want of a better word, adopted all of them, and they grew up um, in a different lifestyle. They all went their separate ways, and this isn't a spoiler, but when the father died in season one, they all had to come back together again to save the world from an apocalypse. Now, season one ended with the apocalypse. Did it work? Didn't it work? We don't know. Season two, they all survived the apocalypse, but they've ended up in 1960s Dallas. And they've ended up separately, so it's all about them trying to find each other and avoid the bad guys as per usual and try and stop the world from ending. Okay, now there's something unusual about these kids because uh, all of their mothers, one day they weren't pregnant and the next day they gave birth. So, and uh, and they all have different, um, um, they have very, very different superpowers. Do we, is the origin of those superpowers and how they got them or learned to use them, is that all explained in the course of the first season? Um, not really. Well, you need to know, though, Mark, when <laughs> when I watch these films, I don't watch them with great, uh, not films, TV shows, I don't watch them with um, great intent. I watch them to be entertained. So if it was explained, it, I, it went over my head, and that's what I'm going to say about season two as well. A lot of it, Mark, is going over my head. Yet I continue to watch. There's something really entertaining about it. If you are a superhero geek, um, you are going to love this. Um, I my am. husband has, yeah, I think you will love this. For me, the reason why I love this series because it is out there. It is, um, it's very different, and that's what what I'm enjoying about it. But I'm also loving that it is set in 1960s Dallas. Um, President Kennedy's assassination is a big storyline. I'm not going to spoil that for you. Um, I'm loving the style of it. I'm loving that last season I did feel there were 60-minute episodes. These are 45-minute episodes. Even the showrunner said, do you know what? 45 minutes is enough. We need to know. And usually when it comes to superhero stuff, Mark, they never know when to say enough is enough. But this time they've known when to say enough is enough. So it feels much shorter. It It feels like you're getting sorry for the... The I can't even think of what I'm going to say, but like you're getting more bang for your buck. Um, and uh, our very own Robert Sheehan as Klaus. He's he, a standout in this, Irish. isn't he? He's getting rave reviews. He, he really is. He is phenomenal as Klaus. And there is a scene in there um, that deals with racism and it is so powerfully done. I found myself crying through that scene. So this this show touches on a lot of things. Even though it's set in the 1960s, it's very relevant to what's going okay. on today. Has it dropped Except already? Of course, the time travel has it season has two, dropped. Season two has dropped. Yeah. So if you're if you're a newbie to it, you've got uh, you've got two seasons to uh, to get you going. Okay, uh, back to um, uh, by the way, you're uh, you're listening to. Uh, um, uh, news Talk it's uh, The Heart Shoulder with Mark Hagney and we're doing um, movies and TV with uh, John Kelleher and Serena Bellissimo and The Umbrella Academy on Netflix is what uh, Serena was talking about there now John you've uh, for your second pick you've gone for a real classic it's available on Netflix it's Misery for the Uninitiated uh, what's it about? Well I think this was the I think I'm right in saying the first horror movie to to win an Oscar the story I mean, the credentials are impeccable. The story is by Stephen King. The screenplay is by William Goldman. And the story is simple. A famous author, played by James Caan, the great, terrific actor, uh, crashes his car in a remote area. Uh, He's rescued by a woman who lives locally in an isolated farmhouse. She recognises him 
he is a famous author, and she declares herself adoringly to be his number one fan. And she looks after him until he kind of recovers from his injuries. But when the time, no spoilers, but when the time comes for him to leave, she has other ideas. And that's when it starts to get uh, very interesting. It's a, a memorable, terrific, terrifying performance by Kathy Bates from she, Kathy Bates. She got an Oscar. She got the Oscar. Oscar. She, did, she yeah. got the Oscar. Absolutely. And there's there's great tension building to a a fantastic climax that you know is coming. Well, they're both of, playing like, against type, John, aren't they? I mean, she she yeah. wouldn't. Uh, I mean, she's terrifying in it. And James Caan, who is uh, would be best known as a tough um, a guy, a very very tough guy. Yeah, famously is, known as uh, Sonny Corleone from The Godfather. So very tough guy. Yeah, the uh, oldest brother. Now, I, for I they. I remember going to see it in the cinema when it came out and there is one scene in it which still um, makes my eyes water. And it, I, I know the one you're talking about. I won't, I won't spoil it for the uninitiated, right? But it's the one with, where the log of wood goes between his legs and what she does after that. And to be, you know what? Don't spoil it. Don't say any more. I Mark. won't say any more. But it, you know, it's amazing that that in these days, uh, uh, you know, we see people being blown up into buckets of blood and all the rest of it. And that scene with, with and, and you don't actually see anything in it. It's all suggested. It is terrifying. Terrifying. Brilliantly done. Great filmmaking. It's and it still holds up all, all these years later. I think it does. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to, to to hear subsequently what your listeners may think if they haven't seen it. Okay, Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's Misery, st- starring uh, Kathy Bates and James Caan. Okay, uh, Serena, I'm going to turn to Disney Plus for your second pick. It's Muppets Now. What's the idea? Are they coming back? They are, and I'm really excited. Do you remember in the 70s and 80s they had the Muppets variety show, mm-hmm. and they used to always have a special guest on and they'd have uh, they'd do different skits and it'd probably go for about half an hour. Um, well, now they're back. They're trying to uh, relaunch the whole thing and it is on Disney+. Plus and because it's streaming, they're now going, okay, we're streaming as well um, and we've come, uh, we're very contemporary and they're uploading all their segments. So it's the exact same thing. The only difference is it's not on stage. There's no um, stage performances, but... There's all little skits scattered throughout. Um, were you a fan of the original? Did you grow up watching the original? Sorry, Serena, keep going. Oh, okay. Um, so then he, um, in this one as well, there's all special guest stars. And I am thrilled that the first guest star is RuPaul. Ah. There's also, yeah, so he does, RuPaul is the sit-down interview. What I did miss was in the original, when it was the stage show, it, um, the guest star was there for the whole thing. This, they're trying to cram as many different guests in it as possible. So as well as RuPaul in this one, you've got Tay Diggs, you've got Linda Cardinelli. Um, I watched it with my kids because I wanted to see if it still held up um, and they absolutely loved it. The bit that they didn't really like was a sit-down interview bit. That was too much for them, but they loved the slapstick. They loved that all the characters are back um, and Scooter is still stage managing everything as well. Every week from now until I think it's the 4th of September, there's six episodes. Every Friday, a new episode will drop with some new special guests. Yeah, well. you see, I can see what they're doing with that. I mean, the Muppets themselves ha- have, you know, eternal appeal to small kids. Uh, they're, yep. they're, they're looking with this to get the, the mid-teens, later teens and slightly older, possibly even young adults. And I know I have a couple of them in the house and anything with RuPaul goes straight to the top of the pops with them, particularly because of RuPaul's Drag Race. So that would be yep. a big draw for the slightly older um, um, yeah. uh, teenager. 
I, I don't think the teenagers will actually enjoy this. I think unless they're really? true. Yeah, I, I think unless they're hardcore Muppet fans, I can't see new teenagers being drawn to this. Like, I can't see they're being new Do you fans. don't think RuPaul think... would hook them in and then they'd just fall in love with the Muppets themselves anyway? Not really, because that segment for me didn't work as well as it okay. could have worked. And you really need to know the the way the Muppets uh, variety show worked to okay. understand what's going on. So, oh. look, it, it could draw them in. Um, he does say a couple of really uh, cool things in there as well. But um, I think for me personally, I've got a four-year-old and a nine-year-old, and we watched this together, really enjoyed it. This was only about 30 minutes long as well. And because it's segments that are being uploaded your attention span, okay. you don't need much attention because like, after about three or four minutes, they're on to the next segment. Okay, Serena. John, very quickly, uh, tonight you picked a film uh, or picked out a film that's on uh, television tonight and with an Irish connection. Yeah, it's on RT1 at uh, 9.35. It's, if you haven't seen it, it's terrific. Lady Bird starring Saoirse Ronan. Beautiful, brilliant, perceptive, really nice coming-of-age comedy. Okay, that's on at 9.35 on RTE1, Lady Bird starring Saoirse Saoirse Ronan, of course. Thank you both, Serena Bellissimo and John Kelleher, for joining us on uh, News Talk.